The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, that's a very good question. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to The Tom Sumner Show. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on The Tom Sumner Program. base. We can't tell you exactly where for security reasons. We're going to speak to some of the men who are billeted at the base. Sir, may we speak to you? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, sure you uh, can. What do you want to say? Say it fast. Don't catch us. Uh, sir, we we're not going to say anything that will be against security. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. What do you do here at the base, sir? I'm an astronaut. Uh, are you, are you, sir, one of the seven astronauts who have been That's chosen? That's right. I'm one of the seven. They're going to shoot me out into, into space, into the blue. Now, wait Up to... above buildings. <laughs> now, sir, just one moment. One moment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I, I sure. seem to... Have... I'm a little nervous. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my life. That's why I'm going to lose Sir, may I ask you something? Sure. I saw the pictures of the seven astronauts that appeared in Life okay, magazine. Oh, you saw those pictures, yeah. You are not among them. None of them are them. <laughs> I mean, those are not the real... No, those are models. You see, they... They can't take pictures of us. We're monkeys, man. What do you mean, you're monkeys? Well, let me explain something. Those are seven handsome men. There's seven beautiful men. In life As a matter of fact, one of them is very beautiful. Now, those seven guys, they're models, see? You mean they're not really no, flyers? No, they're not really flyers. They're models. They say Commander Robert L. Jones. That's not Commander Robert L. Jones. You are? That's Estelle Winwood. God knows who he is. <laughs> who knows who he is? You mean, but they're I, models. See, they're beautiful. They take pictures of them so that we're not ashamed for Russia to show such ugly little astronauts. You're not a very good-looking man. No, it? I'm a monkey. I'm very close. I'll tell you why. I was cleaning the latrine here at the base, see? Oh. And the general came in to, to wash his hands, see? And he looked at me and he said, you know, you look like a monkey. I said, thank you, sir. That's what you say to them when they insult you, see? Otherwise, now, how do you... Otherwise, they stick their fingers in your nose and rip it off your face. They're tough. That's how you get to be a general. You're cruel and you're tough. Now, you sir, know, a general pulled my tooth out once in a parade ground, stuck his hand in my mouth, said, <laughs> said, here's your tooth, son. Whack! And pulled it out of my mouth. You know why? why? Because I giggled. <laughs> you don't giggle when a four-star general goes. Now, sir, now, when are you going up into space? Uh, Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you that. Why not? Well, that's supposed to be a military secret. Oh, well... Uh, forget I said. Tuesday. Is... Say Tuesday. Tuesday. We're going up Tuesday. You're going up Tuesday. We're going up to space Tuesday, Tuesday right? Yes. Tuesday about 4 o'clock. Yes. Actually, it's Thursday. Fine. <laughs> well, sir, I don't think I should be hearing all this. Well, that's all right. I'm going to die anyway. I don't care. Sir, are you... You really... I haven't got a chance. <laughs> 
very cold up there. Now. Have you ever been up on a test run? Yes, they have a machine here at the base, see? And they strap in the machine and they whirl you around for about uh, three or four minutes. That's all you can take. And then you puke your guts out. <laughs> it's a terrible machine, see? I it's a th- great machine. I puke my guts out. <laughs> I can't take it. I'm, I'm nauseated three out of four hours in the day, in your 24-hour cycle. I had to learn all that. Yes. I had to learn the cycle of the moon and sun. Do you know that the earth does not revolve around the sun? Wait a minute. I, it does. I, it does, yeah. It does. Yeah, wait. The moon doesn't revolve no, around the sun. No, sir. Wait a minute. We all revolve around the sun. No, I'm a little disturbed. 16 out of 19 people revolve around the sun. <laughs> sir, I'm a little disturbed that they're sending you up to well, be the first man in space. You don't seem... You seem ill-equipped to be an astronaut. What do you mean? I got gloves and everything. <laughs> I mean... I mean intellectual. I've got a heavy fur hat. I mean it's got goggles and everything. Excuse me, now I've got to get in the machine and puke my guts out. I've been working with you so long. You certainly This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program, and uh, my guest this hour is an adjunct professor of medicine at the George Washington University School of Medicine in Washington, D.C., and he's been studying and writing uh, extensively about new science on reversing diabetes. He has a a new book, and let me see if I can find the title of it, because like all book titles these days, it's kind of lengthy. Um, Your Body in Balance, The New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. And he joins me by phone. His name is uh, Dr. Neil Barnard. And uh, Neil, welcome to the show. And, and am I saying your last, night, last name properly? Yeah, Barnard. Um, yeah. But any way you say it is okay, is okay with me. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> let me... You bet, Tom. Let me, you know, we we hear about diabetes a lot, but usually in terms of uh, what percentage of the population is affected to some degree by one version of diabetes or another. Um, And I'm still, to be honest with you, fuzzy on how people get diabetes to begin with. You're not alone because there's been a lot of misunderstanding about it. The good news, I should jump to right away, though, is that we have found the cause. The cause can be fixed for type 2 diabetes. In other words, if we get to it early enough, this disease can improve. Sometimes it goes away, 
and sometimes it improves dramatically even when you don't get to it early. But uh, we've been doing research with people who've had diabetes for 20 years, and they can improve dramatically. Um, but before I get to, to what causes it, um, used to think that diabetes means you've got a high blood sugar. Go to the doctor. The doctor draws yeah. a blood sample. Your blood sugar is high. The doctor says, this is bad. You can't have a high blood sugar. So, so the question is, well, maybe I've been eating too much sugar. And that's kind of as far as it goes. Uh, or people think, well, I've been eating bread or potatoes, and they digest to really sugar. I tell you, it turns out that has As a matter of fact, your body well, welcomes sugar. Uh, sugar in, in its natural form. So the sugar in an apple or in an orange or, or um, in, in, in healthy foods or the sugar that comes from starches, that's actually the fuel for your body. That's what powers your brain. Glucose. If you don't have glucose in your blood, it's not compatible with life. I'm sure well, let me muscles. If a person's right, Neil, Neil, let me ask this, um, because I think a, a lot of people, and perhaps mistakenly or mistakenly, um, equate obesity with diabetes. Uh, well, the, the it's like people get, eat a lot of uh, sugar, what? they gain a lot of weight, and people start saying, oh, be careful about gaining all that weight, you'll get diabetes. Um, weight gain can contribute to the risk of diabetes, but it's not the direct cause. And also, okay. uh, sugar doesn't really, isn't really the cause of, di- uh, of overweight. Um, I, th- these are myths that have circulated in our yeah. country for a long time because we want to blame ourselves say sugar is terrible. Now, don't get me wrong. Sugar is not health food. Even if it's in a soda with a medical degree, like Dr. Pepper, <laughs> I'm not suggesting this is health food. Okay, little joke there. Anyway, but the, 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 here's, here's what happens. Um, your, first of all, your body does need some sugar. It, it doesn't need unhealthy sugar, but it does need some because it runs your brain, runs your muscles. Lifetime. The question is, why is that sugar not getting into your muscle cells where it can power you? Why, why isn't it getting into the liver to be stored? Why is the sugar building up in the bloodstream and so that the doctor diagnoses diabetes? And that's what we found. If using a special scanning technology called magnetic resonance spectroscopy, where it's, it's like having an MRI, except instead of looking at a twisted ankle, what you're looking at is you're looking inside the muscle and liver cells to try to figure out why the sugar is building up in the blood instead of getting into the cells. We have the reason. And and very quickly, <laughs> before we talk about some of the ways to uh, treat it and, and possibly re- uh, reverse it, we're talking primarily about type 2 diabetes. Can we talk for just a minute, Neil, about the two different types and what makes them different and, and are they both treatable? Both are treatable. Um, one is reversible. Um, type 2 diabetes is the common type. That is reversible to, in the, to the extent that if a person makes enough diet changes, um, this disease can be improved. Medicines can often be reduced. In some cases, people get off their medicines, and in some cases, the disease absolutely goes away. With type 1, it is also treatable. You can improve it dramatically, but you're always going to need to inject insulin because type 1, your body doesn't make insulin anymore. Okay, um, but in type 2, is there an insulin connection or impact? Absolutely. Um, your pancreas makes insulin. 
the insulin gets to the surface of the muscle and liver cells, and it works like a key. Insulin key lets the glucose into the cell. And that's what we found when we using magnetic resonance spectroscopy. You look in the cell, and what you see is amazing. That cell has been filled with little microscopic fat particles. That's making the insulin not work, and it's stopping the glucose from getting into your cells. So in other words, here's what I'm saying, and I want people to buckle their seatbelt because this is big stuff. The cause of type 2 diabetes is fatty foods like fried chicken and greasy fish and, and burgers and cheese that cause fat to build up inside your muscle and liver cells. As the fat from foods builds up in your cells, insulin can't get the sugar in anymore. Well, Neil, tell me bacon isn't on that list. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that the bacon is the first thing that you should throw in the trash. Oh, no. Um, now, if you have a cat, your, your cat can safely eat bacon. You can't. I know I'm breaking your heart. You really, you really are. I, you know, I, I applauded Atkins because when he came out with that diet, you know, bacon was still on it. <laughs> yeah, but, and if you looked at people who followed his diet over the long run, they did not do well. Not only did they not, uh, when they they're not able to sustain weight loss, but that kind of Atkins diet, the low carbohydrate diet, the keto diets, set you up for eating the wrong foods that lead to. Uh, that are associated with cancer risk or Alzheimer's risk over the long run. You don't want to go there. So here's my point. A uh, person has diabetes now, and you're listening to this and thinking, could I improve? Could I maybe get rid of this disease? The answer is yes, you can improve, and maybe you can get rid of it. Here's how. Take the next four weeks. For the first week, think about foods that you could eat that don't have any animal fat in them. What vegetarian or vegan foods could you eat? Foods, foods that don't have any animal fat at all. So let's say, all right, I have my morning oatmeal. I don't need to put cream on it. I can put uh, blueberries or something on top. For, for lunch, I could have a bean burrito or a veggie burger. Great. For dinner, I can have my spaghetti with tomato sauce instead of meat sauce. Fine. Take a week and think about the foods. Make a list. Then for the next three weeks, eat those foods. Take three weeks and have no animal products whatsoever. Medically, we use a completely vegan diet and we keep oils really low. Now, it's, 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 it's a little bit of a kind of a rethink of how we eat, but it's totally doable. And my book, Your Body and Balance, which you mentioned earlier, has lots of recipes and ideas to get started. And at the end of three weeks, two things happen. Number one, physically, you're changing. You're losing weight. Your blood sugar is coming down. You're feeling better. But psychologically, you're, you, you, you are coming to like the cleaner foods, and you've kind of forgotten about chicken wings. So... Don't take this on faith. Give it a try in your own life. And if you're listening to this broadcast thinking, maybe this is going to hurt me. It might threaten my vision. It might give me a heart attack. Give this a try. Take one week. Think about the plant-based foods you would eat. Look at your body and balance for ideas, and you'll find many, many more. And then take three weeks and actually do it. No animal products for three weeks. Keep oils really low for three weeks. Power into it. Let it happen. At the end of three weeks, see if your blood sugar isn't better. Tell your doctor you're doing it because your doctor, if you're on Lantus or if you're on other kinds of insulin, your doctor's going to want to ratchet it down in many cases to keep you from getting a blood sugar that's too low. And, of course, you're going to be thrilled because if you need less, 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 less medicine, that means the door is open. More with author and uh, doctor Neil Barnhart straight ahead. 
Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Dr. Comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom. This is my favorite interview always. You, you, <laughs> it's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yellow. Speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. 
Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with author and uh, doctor Neil Barnhart. Straight ahead. I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask: Is it is it a good idea to consult with your your regular uh, family doctor or primary care physician um, when when you contemplate making big changes like this? Yes, um, and it's not because it, it because it could be risky. It's not. And don't let your doctor talk you out of a vegan diet. It's always a good idea. But the reason you need to talk with your doctor is if you're on medicines for for diabetes, they need to be reduced for many, many people as they change their diet. If you don't, you're having a powerful diet plus powerful medicines, and it's too much. Same story for people with high blood pressure. This same diet will typically reduce blood pressure. Also, on medicines that reduce your blood pressure, that combination can be too strong. So absolutely, let your doctor know you're doing it. Your doctor is going to say, hallelujah. A low-fat vegan diet is the diet of choice for people with type 2 diabetes. They've been cheering for it for years. Ever since 20 years ago, our research on on type 2 diabetes and diet came out showing that this is a way to help people to dramatically. Your doctor will be thrilled, but don't keep your doctor out of the loop. Make sure your doctor knows what you're doing and and, and can can adjust your medicines if and when the time is needed. Now, when you talk about making changes in your diet, um, and I'm glad we mentioned the Atkins thing because I'm not endorsing any particular fad diets or or anything, but um, generally when people go on a diet, they believe they're going to have to cut certain things out. You mentioned... um, bacon it's hard for me to even say that out loud Neil um but but you talked about fatty foods and and fried foods like you know uh, chicken wings and and those kinds of things and cutting those things out and a lot of times the reason diets fail is because people crave those things and eventually they will fall off the wagon and go back to eating some of those things is there a, I think, a balance that allows you to make significant changes without feeling the, the suffering that, that people feel sometimes when they go without what may be some of their favorite foods? Okay, um, great. it's a great question. The, the problem, what, what causes people to fail um, is often restricting calories. So uh, you, let's say you're eating 2,000 calories a day, and the well-meaning dietitian says, cut it down to 1,200 because we need to get that weight off you. Well, you're hungry, and that gets old by about Wednesday. So you give up on the diet, and you might blame yourself, but it's not your fault. You, you, we are just not designed to be hungry. But let's say bacon, for example, and you love bacon. And let's say a person might be a little bit overweight and might have health issues that, that result from this. You don't want to live with that either. It's a mistake to say, well, I should have it maybe once. Because that just reignites the desire for it. It's like a smoker. I'm not going to quit. I'll just have a cigarette on the week. Like, that is not going to work. Um, because it's, it's going to make you want it again. It's easier to forget about it. So what can you do? You can do two things. One is make sure you eat enough of healthy foods. And the other is if there are substitutions, if you want, there is pork sausage. It's high in cholesterol. It's linked to colorectal cancer. You don't want it. Go to the store 
and right next to it is the plant-based sausage. It's just as good. It doesn't have any cholesterol or animal fat in it. Um, the same is true with bacon. Uh, the veggie bacons are a little bit more of a liberal interpretation of the original. <laughs> Try. See what you think. I was going to ask so, you about when, that. When, when, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you um, exactly about that. Some of these uh, um, meat substitutes or, or alternatives that that are not animal-based. And, you know, you mentioned uh, earlier, parenthetically, veggie burgers. And uh, um, what... Is that kind of hit and miss uh, as terms in terms of uh, quality and the ability to to really substitute them for the real thing? Um, they're always better than the meat that they replace, but the veggie burgers vary in in how low in fat they are. So the the big ones nowadays are the Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat. And those are designed to seduce the taste buds, buds of a meat eater. So they packed a fair amount of fat in it. It's healthier fat, but it's not. These are, these are still kind of fatty, and I encourage people to go further. There are black bean burgers and all kinds of veggie burgers. Read the label and pick the ones that are lowest in fat, especially saturated fat. That's the one that, that raises uh, your cholesterol level, so steer clear. And where are some good places to learn about the the quality and the ingredients of the food other than, you know, taking your reading glasses to the grocery store? <laughs> exactly. Well, the, the rules are really pretty simple. And I describe it in your body and balance, too. You'll see lots of information there. You'll see lots of recipes and details. But what you also can do is a simple rule of thumb. There are four kinds of, let me call them food groups, that ought to be in your, in your shopping. And those are fruits, any fruits, they're all fine. Vegetables, the whole vegetable list is fine. The bean group, that's fine, including any bean product like soybean products, like tofu or tempeh, they're all fine. And black beans and pinto beans and navy beans, our grandparents knew about these. We kind of forgot about them. It's good to remember them again. And then anything from the grain group, so grains like oatmeal, or for that matter, pasta and spaghetti and other things, or the breads, or rice, or corn, those are all grains. They're all good. Where we run into trouble, and the things you want to set aside for now, are the animal-derived products, meat, dairy products, eggs. Now, for some people, that sounds like a, a challenge, but because there are lots of choices and substitutes, and because you're not cutting calories, pretty easy. Now, I've got to tell you, personally, I grew up in North Dakota. I don't know if you've ever been to Fargo, but that's, that's where I grew up. And so I never heard of a vegetarian diet. And my dad was in the cattle business uh, when he was a young man. And then he did a kind of a career shift when he uh, his mid middle adulthood. He went to medical school. He became the diabetes expert for Fargo, North Dakota. And we still ate like we were in the cattle business. And I never once heard him say that anyone with diabetes ever got better or improved. And so then what we know now. What we know now is with our powerful scanning technology inside your muscle and liver cells, and, I, and we change it not with surgery and not with medicines necessarily, but with major diet changes. That is job one. And getting the animal products out and the oils low, for many people, opens the door 
feeling better than you've ever felt before. Imagine you've got erectile dysfunction that in three months it's gone. You are fine. You've got 50 extra pounds that you're losing. A pound every week is going away, and you're getting lighter and lighter, and your energy is better. Digestion is just no darn good, but now, because of the diet change, it's getting better and better and better. And people are looking at you saying, what are you doing? Tell me your secret. Well, you know, I have I, I have actually been to... I have been to Fargo, North Dakota, and um, in another a number of other places because I used to travel a lot um, back when I was playing music full time, and I traveled around quite a bit, but mostly in the Midwest, and and you know, being raised in in Michigan and thinking you know connecting sort of with the Midwest, and and I always tell people when we're talking about food that. There's something about the Midwest, and and I'm sure you can agree. Um, it doesn't feel like a meal unless there's meat and potatoes. That's sort of the way that we grew up. But I have to tell you, when I was in high school, this goes back a ways. I'm going to say 1970. Um, a, a new restaurant opened up on Main Street in Fargo, and it was called the Mexican Village. And we, we went there, and it wasn't a big steak or wings or anything. They would give you a bean burrito. And they filled it with so many jalapeno slices. It was almost <laughs> like but not quite. And they put it in a 600-degree oven. I'm not kidding. And they would top it with, with a sauce. And so I ate this, and it was the most amazing experience you've ever had. I mean, it was very filling and delicious, but just the right amount of spice, and it just hit the spot, and I thought, I had never had Mexican food before, and this was made absolutely fabulous. Anyway, so fast forward 20 years. I'm now a doctor. I do diabetes research. I publish in research journals. I go back to the very same restaurant, and I order the very same meal, which they still have, and you look at it, and if you don't have the cheese on it, you know what? There's no cholesterol in it. There's no animal fat. And even the gravy on top happens to be vegan. And they said, it's been that way since day one. It tastes out of this world. Everybody loves it. The high school kids all go there after a game, and it's healthy food. But So anyway, what you said is right. We kind of think, gee, i got to have meat in my diet. But we started to discover, don't. In fact, you're better off without it. And so... Um, that helps people to lose weight. So anyway, I, I encourage people, don't take this on faith. If you want to try to lose some weight, take a week. Think about the options you've got. Your body in balance will give you all the ideas that you might want. Have a look at it and see. And then as time goes on, after a week, you'll have a good list of foods to try. Then give yourself three weeks, 21 days. It will change your life. And for extra credit, if you've got a spouse or a partner or a, a parent or a kid who needs to lose some weight or has diabetes wants to get better, do it with them. Say, let's do a three-week experiment, you and me. No long-term commitment. Let's just try this together. They will say, I love you. This is what we're going to do. And you just make a list of, of healthy foods. i got ideas for you. And then do it for three weeks. You're going to learn new tastes, new recipes. They will seduce all your friends because they are the greatest foods ever. They're going to think, wow, you are the greatest cook ever. Um, and you have, we have ideas for when you eat out. It doesn't have to be Mexican. It can be Italian. It can be a sushi bar. Um, the Vegan choices are there now. You can go Chinese, rice, vegetables, tofu. If you never tried it, give it a shot. Have it made the right way. What about seafood as an alternative to meat? Your cat would love it. <laughs> if, you, if, if, 
if you've got if you've got a little leftover uh, rainbow trout or walleye or something like that or some salmon, your cat's going to love it because your cat is a natural carnivore. You're not. So the problem is people choose fish because they say it's got good fat in it, but that good fat packs around your waistline just like bad fat. So if you look at people who have problems losing weight, they're often people who thought they needed uh, fatty fish, and it's going to interfere with weight loss, I'm sorry to say. Well, I, I was uh, surprised to to hear you say that, that bread is a good thing, because so often I hear people talk about trying to stay away from bread. And and you mentioned the grains, but but what about white bread? Is is white bread as uh, as as bad for you as my significant other likes to suggest? White bread beats the heck out of a pork chop. Okay, but it would have been, would have been better. It, it, yes, in other words, white bread. It doesn't if it's if it's base typical bread. Uh, take rye bread or something like that. You know, there's no animal products in it. There's zero cholesterol. There's no animal fat. That's all fine. However, they would have done better if they'd left it as whole grain bread. What they did is, say, a grain of wheat. The outer bran layer, that's where all the fiber is. And to make it white, they take the fiber out. So it's still better than an animal product, but it's better if it's a whole grain bread. If you go to the store, you don't have to read the label. Every rye bread that they have there, every pumpernickel bread loaf they've got, it's all vegan. There's no animal products in it. Um, they're typically low in fat, and they're a perfectly fine choice. The, the question with bread, and the reason people mistakenly blame different problems, <laughs> the butter. They put a couple of slices of butter, cheese, bologna, salami, right. and they gain weight, and they think, gee, that bread, my goodness sake. It wasn't the bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for centuries, people have baked bread. You look at a, a French person on their bicycle with some bag, baguettes in the back, you know, do they weigh 350 pounds? I don't think so. The bread is not the problem. The problem is what you smear on the top of it. So the, the, the cheese, the meat, the, you know, the deviled ham, all that stuff, that's where the calories pack in. This will not be on the test. But one gram of carbohydrate from bread or any other source has only four calories. One gram of fat from a chicken, from fish, from, from uh, pork or whatever, a gram of fat has nine calories, so the bread was never the reason for for weight gain. Well, let me let me ask you this about vegetables: um, Are all vegetables good for you? In, in other words, are there some vegetables that are better than others? I hear corn is not really a good vegetable. Well, corn's okay, but I'm going to put corn over in the grain group. Actually, uh, technically, we, okay. we treat it like a vegetable because it's sort of on the side of the plate, but I'm going to call it a grain. And yes, corn is perfectly fine. I would, I, to tell you the truth, I encourage people to choose non-GMO corn. The corn that's all planted... Well, and well, that's kind of true of all, uh, of all plant-based foods, right? To try well, to avoid yeah, I'm GMO. I'm talking about cattle uh, well, yeah, you should. Yeah, I think it's good to avoid GMO in general. We don't know that GMO is really harmful, but I don't want to be in the experiment. I guess I'm saying, <laughs> but the GMO foods, genetically modified organisms, they're grown as cattle feed and chicken feed and pig feed. Every chicken wing you ever ate, not you. I don't mean you, but the, the listening audience. Um, th- those chickens were raised typically on GMO products, um, and it's GMO soybeans, GMO corn. So, but if you go to the store and you buy non-GMO tofu, for example, it's made from soy, 
that was not genetically modified. It's totally healthy. It can be organic. It's really a great thing. But what? But you asked about vegetables. Yes, vegetables are great, and we should really move them front and center. But I have a couple of suggestions. Combine them. So let's say I've got green vegetables, broccoli, spinach, asparagus, fabulous. But why not add an orange vegetable to the same meal? Carrots, sweet potatoes. That orange and that green means that together those colors are going to give you good nutrition, good antioxidants uh, that are cancer fighters, and that's a great way to think about it. Instead of just one kind of afterthought of a vegetable inside of the plate, have a couple of them and think for color. Um, my guest is uh, Dr. Neil Barnard. He is the, um, oops, I, I turned the page, uh, adjunct professor of medicine at the George Washington University School of Medicine in Washington, D.C., and uh, the author of a uh, new book called Your Body in Balance, The New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. And he talks about how uh, through diet you can... Uh, you know, improve, treat, and in some cases eradicate type 2 diabetes. Um, Neil, I, we're just about out of time, and the time is going so fast, and, you know, who knew that talking about uh, vegetables could be so interesting? But um, I, I, I do... <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I, I do, as, as I uh, do with all my guests, like to give uh, you an opportunity to share with listeners where they can find out more about you, the book, and your work, past, present, and future. Do you have a website that you'd like to share? We do. It's pcrm.org. That stands for Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, pcrm.org. And my book is Your Body in Balance, and if you go to the back, the, the front is all about how to reverse diabetes, how to tackle hot flashes, how to reduce cancer risk, but in the back there are recipes like Middle Eastern lentil soup and all kinds of mouth-watering things. I hope people give it a chance. I think it'll change your life. Well, Neil, thank you uh, so much for spending this time with me and the listeners this morning, and it's been a real pleasure. Well, it's been fun talking with you, too. All right. Come back to Fargo. <laughs> okay. Keep up the good work. Thank you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Again, <clears throat> it was uh, Dr. Neil Barnard, and the book is Your Body in Balance, The New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. And with that, we're going to take a uh, short break. We'll be back with more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. <music> It's not any chart You can find it in your heart Never, never land It might be miles Beyond the moon Or right there Where you stand 
think of lovely things And your heart will fly on wings To never, never
Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. It's 2022, and this year, the Tom Sumner Program begins its 14th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flint Institute of Music. Hello! I'm Maestro Ricky DeMeg. Flint Community Schools. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Weiscarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Long Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan with Blood Technology. My Community College. It's Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to Tom at TomSumnerProgram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon, they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work, and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Do you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative, whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, Visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom It's Dana. Dana? Something must be wrong. She never calls. Dana? What's wrong? Take this down. She's stranded on the side of the road. I'm not. She needs us to send her an Amazon gift card. I don't. And she'll use it to pay the tow truck driver. I won't. Mom, Dad, that's not me. It's a scam. Scam artists will call, text, or email people trying to get them to buy a gift card from Amazon or some other company. And then ask for the gift card number over the phone. 
Remember, gift cards are for gifting, not for paying people. If someone asks for payment using a gift card from Amazon, Target, or some other store, it's a scam. Hang up or delete the message. These scammers are awful. Wish they'd pretend to be her brother sometimes. Be nice to hear from him. For more tips on avoiding scams, visit michigan.gov AG for your connection to consumer protection. I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, the Bickersons. The Bickersons have retired. As usual, Mrs. Bickerson tosses restlessly while her husband, John Insomniac Extraordinary, provides this audible testimony of his constant wakefulness. Let's listen. Oh, for the love of heaven, what is he doing? John. John! John! What's the matter with you? You are making the most frightful noises. What's the matter? What's the matter, Blanche? Are you in pain? I've got a terrible headache. Haven't slept a wink. You've been sleeping like a felled ox. Shh. Head aches. You wouldn't have such a headache if you didn't make so many cocktails before dinner. Why do you do that, John? Always do it. Why? No good to eat on an empty stomach. Put out the lights, please. The lights are out. How would you know anyway with that sleep shade on? Well, something's flashing in my head. Ow! Take an aspirin. Okay. Hmm, feel better already. How can you chew those things like that? Wash it down with something. All right. Ah. John Bickerson, you washed it down with bourbon. You lied to me. You got the lights on. Yes, I'm going to keep them on. Sit up. I want to talk to you. Please, Blanche, I can't sit up. My head will fall off. Why do you always have to talk in the middle of the night? When else can I talk to you? You come home for dinner and bury your head in the paper. Never a word out of you. And you tell me you've got to go to bed early because you have insomnia. Well, I have. It takes me hours to fall asleep. It took you all of 30 seconds tonight. Well, this was a good night. Good night. John. John. Hmm? I went over to see the Marvin's new baby this afternoon. It's a beautiful child. Do you know their first one is over a year old? I hope so. He's been walking since he was eight months. He must be awful tired. I am too. Children are such a blessing. Mm. It's wonderful to watch them grow up. You'd be surprised how many childless couples are adopting children. I'd better have another aspirin. Boy, have I got a headache. Mm. John? Mm? Don't you miss the patter of tiny feet around the house? No, I don't, Blanche. Children are wonderful, all right, but you have to be able to afford them. All this talk of adopting. What the devil is that? What's what? That. Put the lights on. John, 
Blanche, don't tell me that you went out and... It's and only a dog, silly. A, a dog? What do we need dogs for? I got for? a little puppy. Where's the aspirin? What did you get a dog for? Now, don't get hysterical. Where is the little beast? I can hear it, but I can't see it. He's right there, in the bureau. I've got him in your shirt drawer. You put him in there with my shirt? He won't suffocate. The drawer's open. Blanche, you know I'm allergic to dog hair. It gives me sinus trouble. Where's the aspirin? You are just a big hypochondriac. You imagine those allergies like you do your insomnia. I tell you, I'm allergic to dogs. They make me... make me... Get rid of that thing. He'll whine all night and keep me awake. The man said he'll keep quiet if you give him one of those worm pills. Well, where are they? On the night table by your bed. How do you give a dog... Where... They're on the night table by your bed. There's nothing here except the aspirins. The aspirins are in the medicine cabinet. How can they be in the... Blanche, what have I been eating? No wonder my headache won't go away. Why do you do these things to me? Send for a doctor. Don't carry on so. If they're good for a dog, they won't hurt you. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, she tells me. Here I am dying from dog poisoning. My, My head is splitting. She knows I'm allergic to dogs, hides the aspirin, and makes... I don't know. Get up so early, never get another wink of sleep as as long as... John? John? Hmm? tight. Thanks. I can see how much sleep I'm going to get tonight. We'll have to get rid of the puppy. Now you're talking. I want you to take him down to the dog pound. Okay, I'll do it on my way to work. You go in the opposite direction. Well, I'll go out of my way. You say it, but you won't do it. You better take him now. What? Go on, get up, take the puppy to the dog pound. Blanche, are you out of your mind? It's after two in the morning. They're open all night. Go on, get up and take him. Well, I've never heard of such a thing. You know I went to bed with a splitting headache and had to take a dozen worm pills to fall asleep. You'd take the dog to the pound quick enough if Gloria Gooseby asked you to. How do you always manage to work the conversation around a Gloria Gooseby? Well, if you wouldn't shout so much, maybe the puppy would be able to sleep. Oh, what's the use? Good night. I thought it would be nice to have a little dog, especially when we move into our new apartment. Still have a year to go on this one. Our lease expired on Friday. I renewed it yesterday. I canceled it this morning. Amos is raffling off the apartment for me. That's a good idea. Amos is what? Amos sold 500 tickets at $2 a piece, and the winner moves into our apartment tomorrow. Oh, Blanche, no. I... I don't believe it. We'll be on the street. Amos said he'll find us a new place in a jiffy. Jiffy? Haven't you heard there's a housing shortage? Where would he find a place? Well, I bought a ticket myself. It's a wonderful chance. Lovely three-room apartment, large kitchen, big closets. It's worth $2, and we might get it. Get it? We've got it now. I know. But even if we didn't win, we get the $1,000 Amos collected for the rest of the tickets. Look, Blanche, I gave the landlord a $1,200 bonus to renew the lease. So now I'm out $200 and I've got no place to live. Sounds like pretty poor business to me. Why do you make such deals? Now look, Blanche... The trouble with you, John, is that you are too conservative. Look, Blanche... If you'd pick up some of the deals that Amos has, we might be able to live as nicely as he does. Blanche... He's been living at the Biltmore Hotel for a year. He sleeps on a billiard table. Look out. Where's my slippers? What are you going to do? Let me get to that phone. I'll show... Ow! Ooh! Ooh! Put on the lights. The lights are on. Open your eyes. Oh. Here's here's the phone. I know it's going to ring, and I want to be ready when it does.
Hello? Excuse me. Drop dead. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That wasn't Amos. Amos. I'll get it, I'll get it. Amos. Hi, Jacko. What are you doing up this time of night? Packing, Amos. We're moving, haven't you heard? Why aren't you going to invite me in? I'd like to look the place over. You mean... Yep, I won the raffle. Darndest luck I ever saw. Who drew the ticket, Amos? Fair and square. I wouldn't take a chance having some phony draw it, so I drew it myself. What a coincidence. Get out of here. What's the matter with you, Jacko? You got a thousand dollars coming, and if you're worried about a place to live, I'll rent you the garage. You haven't got a car anymore, you know. Get out of here before I hit you with a cleaver. Okay, Jacko. You don't have to get sore. You better give the money back to people you sold tickets to, or you'll have a lot of explaining to do. Not me, brother. You'll have to do the explaining. I'll tell them you won. Good night, Jacko. That guy will wind up on a chain gang as sure as... Was it Amos who won? I did. Now at last I can go to sleep in my own bed without worrying. No, you can't, dear. The dog's in there. The... Oh, nuts. I'll sleep in the garage. Good night, John. From the Tom Sumner Show. Oh, yeah. Well, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. I want to say thanks to all of the guests, uh, starting with Dr. Neil Barnard, who uh, joined us this, uh, this last hour from the George Washington University School of Medicine in Washington, D.C., to talk about his latest book, which is called Your Body in Balance, The New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. And then paying tribute uh, once again to one of my favorite interviews, an encore presentation of the hour I spent with Carl Reiner. Um, that in the wake of uh, what would have been his 100th birthday this past weekend. And we started the show out today with uh, debut novelist Kelsey Ronan talking about her book, Chevy in the Hole, a novel. And uh, Kelsey will be... Uh, in Flint at uh, Totem Books for a uh, reading and uh, I guess Q&A. She's going to talk about her book Chevy in the Hole, a novel, and that's uh, coming up this Saturday at Totem Books on uh, Court Street across from the White Horse at 3 p.m. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope you uh, enjoyed today's show. Tomorrow, it's Armchair Politics. Mark Everson will be joining our roundtable regulars. And uh, well, it's time for me to head on down the hall to the living room. Good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. 
Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.